We welcome you to another edition of Your Health New Hampshire right here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. We are presented by Southern New Hampshire Area Health Education Center. This is a program that focuses on wellness and health education. And joining us in studio for this edition of the program, Jody Harper, Associate Director at AHEC. Jody, welcome back. Oh, I have to turn your mic oh. on. <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> Great to see you, Jody. You too, and yeah. we have Maria Reyes, who is back for a return engagement. <laughs> we didn't scare her away. <laughs> no, you did not. <laughs> she is the uh, continuum of care at uh, Seacoast Public Health, and uh, delighted to have you back, Likewise. Maria. And uh, this month, September, is Suicide Prevention Month, and uh, Jody, tell us what it's all about and what it entails. Yeah, so Suicide Prevention Awareness Month is something that for me on a personal and professional level is very near and dear to my heart because unfortunately I've lost loved ones to suicide over the years. And so this is a chance where all sorts of governing bodies and organizations and behavioral health services, everybody comes together to say, hey, it's okay to not be okay. Suicide is something that everybody deals with. And um, this is a chance for us to really have some concerns efforts to to work on decreasing stigma to talk about it and to say you know acknowledge the the loss of these individuals and the families and the impact that it has and raise awareness about what's the prevention work that can be done and really share messages of hope because really you know while things might be bad right now there is always hope for tomorrow and I think we're talking about this uh, not only because it is suicide prevention awareness month but it is among the leading causes of death. I found out, uh, in the state of New Hampshire, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. Yes. Do you have the statistics on that? Uh, I know that uh, I have heard that, and uh, I was kind of surprised to hear it was the the second leading uh, cause of death here in in New Hampshire. Yes, I have some data. Um, Unfortunately, New Hampshire is uh, the second leading cause of death um, for suicide, Mm -hmm. which is a, a pretty bad statistic. And uh, another group is 45% of LGBTQ youth um, seriously uh, consider attempting suicide just in the past year. Mm. Um, That's another group that are very vulnerable, especially uh, young people. And uh, the rate of suicide among black youth, I just found this out, is uh, rising faster than any other group. So those are the the three very vulnerable populations that um, may succumb to attempting suicide. And um, the research indicated 90% of people who attempt suicide do not go on to die from that, which is something positive. Uh, they, they um, if they do attempt to uh, have, uh, do suicide and then they realize, wow, I wish I hadn't done that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and people, their friends will say, hey, you've got a lot to live for. And, mm-hmm. you know, just try to bring them back to it's not as bad as you think it is. So that's that's something that's really important that we need to reiterate those messages so people don't think this is all or nothing and then they, they can't get the help that they need. So um, and it is a public health issue. It's often preventable and um, community members can help prevention efforts of reaching those who might be struggling. So it's an important message to tell people, you know, they may be thinking it, but the important thing is to make sure that they have somebody they can talk to and release some of that information and not and also to to understand that it's not an all or nothing thing there is hope 
And that's the messages that we want to uh, make sure that people get. Yeah. And before we go too much further in the episode, um, you know, the, putting my social worker hat on, yeah. really, the this is a heavy topic. And mm. this is a heavy episode that's going to be happening today. We're going to hear about some stories of experience from people mm-hmm. who have mm-hmm. lost loved ones to suicide. So um, we're going to be really intentional about the language that we use today. And this is something that we're trying to do across the state and across the nation and really say, you know, we want to talk about language that uses you know, we're decreasing stigma. We're saying things like died by suicide and not committed to suicide. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, in the in the past, you know, saying someone committed suicide or someone killed themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's really kind of the common language. But really, when you say someone committed something, that usually has a negative connotation mm-hmm. to it. And really, when someone dies by suicide, it's no different than someone dying from any other disease. Right. And so we're very thoughtful about what we say and how we say it. We don't really want to glory or, um, you know, bring glory to the death or really kind of mm-hmm. add any sort of kind of sometimes it's easy to get lost in the details and you want to talk about all the nuts and bolts. And really, you know, we it's important that we respect what happens when someone dies by mm-hmm. suicide and how it impacts the community around them. Oh, and really, no. if you're if anyone who's listening, if you're having issues, um, you know, if this gets heavy, pull over if you're driving, turn off the radio for a little bit, call 988 or text 988. Mm-hmm. This is something that can really bring up a lot of feelings for a lot of people. And sometimes you're not used to talking about it. So um, as you listen today, maybe take a pause and then come back and listen to the episode later. But just make sure that you're taking care of yourself throughout this time. And 988 is? Yes, that is the National Suicide Hotline. So that is a number that's now effective all across the United States. So same as if you call 911 in Mm -hmm. case of an emergency, if you're having a mental health or a behavioral health emergency, you call or text 988 and you get immediate support from a certified professional. I I guess one of the things about uh, suicide that we'll probably talk about is is the fact that uh, in most cases, uh, there are very few warning signs. And, uh, you, you know, people that uh, are, are very, very successful mm-hmm. in life, seemingly happy in life, uh, have, uh, have certainly been among those we, we know that have committed suicide. Yeah, died by suicide. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, oftentimes the people, you know, we think of a lot about celebrity examples. Maria mm-hmm. and I were just talking about mm-hmm. this yesterday. Um, sometimes the people that seem the happiest are the ones, it, it surprises us when we hear in the news about people like Robin Williams mm-hmm. or DJ Switch or Anthony Bourdain. But um, it's easy to hide behind that because really kind of like how in our society, we used to never talk about cancer very openly. It was, you know, you had the C word. Grandma had the C word and she Mm -hmm. was sick. Mm -hmm. And suicide is really kind of in that same moment. We don't talk about it. And we it's really important that we work on talking about it and decreasing stigma and helping bring awareness to the fact that, you know what, there are some people that every day they have this passive thought, like, what if I didn't wake up tomorrow? Mm -hmm. And it doesn't make them wrong. It doesn't make them different. It makes them a human. Mm-hmm. So how do we go about uh, decreasing the stigma? Uh, do we need to, I, I think probably uh, a suicide has to be uh, talked about, uh, certainly more publicly than it uh, ever has been uh, before. And uh, certainly, uh, you know, mental health issues as well have to be discussed. Absolutely. Uh, one of the one of the biggest things that I focus on is young adults and youth. I think there's, they're a very vulnerable population, and um, it's really important to communicate with them and, you know, just let them talk. And, and I listen. 
And just to understand that it's, you know, this is not something that is permanent. This is something that sometimes a lot of people have feelings that, you know, they don't feel, they feel uh, depressed or they feel like, you know, one of their friends, you know, teed them off uh, and they get upset about it. You know, when you're that young, you, t- you take on everybody's problems and mm-hmm. some, sometimes they can become, you know, a little histrionic and they think it's over, you know. Yeah. But um, and and others, you know, they're really having some issues and they're harboring it a lot of times. And sometimes you can miss it, uh, especially young people. Like sometimes they're really good about hiding it and older adults. So, I mean, this spectrum goes from, you know, really young to older adults, which also has a pretty good uh, not pretty good, but a high uh, suicide rate. So it runs the gamut. Absolutely. And there really are kind of some some signs to be looking for if you're concerned that someone is starting to think about suicide. Um, and, and really, you know, you asked Ken about how do we start to decrease stigma and what we're doing today yeah. is yep. absolutely a good first right. step. We need to talk about it and we need to say, are you thinking about killing yourself? Are you, do you have a plan? And there's lots of great trainings and opportunities out there. We'll post some of them in the show notes on the website. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, one is a national practice that was developed right here in New Hampshire by NAMI called Project Connect, which is a mm-hmm. really yeah. awesome training yeah. about what to do to do suicide prevention. And then they also do some post-venture training. So that way, if you someone in the community does die by suicide, what do you do next? Because that's just as important as the prevention work. Um, we really we have a lot going on in New Hampshire about suicide prevention, which is pretty exciting. Um, I have the luxury of sitting on the Governor's Council for Suicide Prevention, which is pretty fantastic because the fact that New Hampshire has an RSA in place, we have state legislation that says there is a body that's doing work about suicide prevention in the state, and um, it really is is a great place bringing together people from lots of different sectors. You've got legislators, you've got health advocates, you've got educators, you've got lay people, you know, people that have experienced, um, you know, losses by suicide themselves coming together and saying, how do we as a state address this and make sure that people can live their best and most healthy life? Well, we will continue on this uh, very, very important topic coming up after these messages. It is uh, Suicide Prevention Awareness Month. Uh, here in September, and uh, we are focusing on that today on Your Health New Hampshire, presented by Southern New Hampshire Area Health Education Center. This is a program that focuses on wellness and health education on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. We will be right back. Welcome back to Your Health New Hampshire here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com, presented by Southern New Hampshire Area Health Education Center. This is a program that focuses on wellness and health education. And joining me in studio today, Jody Harper, who is the Associate Director at AHEC, and Maria Reyes, who is the Continuum of Care at Seacoast Public Health. And... uh, Maria, I'm going to uh, turn it over to you to uh, introduce our guest. Great. Um, I am very excited that Charlotte Scott is here. She is. Uh, she works at the So Rock Coalition. I think she's been there for a few years. And I've done some projects with Charlotte. And uh, basic, the last one we did was the 988. So that was a really, really cool project. And she'll tell you more. But we got a lot of youth, high school students, 
and phenomenal artwork and the messaging was fantastic and charlotte will tell you a little bit more about that charlotte go ahead and sure. tell them what you do uh, <laughs> all right i'll jump right in um my name is charlotte scott i'm the program director for the southern rockingham coalition for healthy youth also known as so rock um, we're a community coalition focused on mental health and resiliency uh, and substance misuse prevention in the towns we serve. Um, we've done a lot of work in the community around suicide prevention, especially since the 988 rollout. Uh, we're a graduated drug-free communities coalition. So the past three years, we've been uh, funded by the towns we serve, and it's given us a little more flexibility to focus on mental health and work collaboratively with our public health networks on projects like this. Um, the state I care uh, 988 rollout campaign last year was a great project that we were able to really engage a lot of young people in the community on. We went into uh, community centers and classrooms and did a little video presentation on mental health access to services in New Hampshire, the New Hampshire Rapid Response, and uh, the coming at the time 988 crisis numbers. So after having these conversations with uh, many of the art classes in one of our local high schools, we turned the conversation over to them and gave them lots of old yard signs to repaint and design with their own mental health messaging. Oh, how cool. Uh, That's great. Yeah. The the art teacher said it prompted lots of great conversation. and by the end of that project, we had about 100 custom signs that were displayed on the lawn of the high school library in the shape of a large heart to promote the eye care campaign. Wow, that sounds really fantastic. What a what a great way to take an idea. And I mean, I just truly believe in the power of kids. Like the kids are going to yeah. be what saves us. And so I love this idea of giving them the voice and, you know, putting them in charge. And, and the nice thing about it is now we have all these signs, right? So we rotate them through the hallways at the school. I bring them when I do community events at other towns. Um, and we've had all sorts of response from doing that. You know, everybody from, you know, youth to uh, veterans who have even stopped to take pictures of the signs to send to friends. So it really had a large community reach beyond getting all this messaging to the kids. It gave them the power to, you know, create their own messaging with their friends and put it back out into the community. That is pretty, pretty powerful. Mm -hmm. That really is, is quite, it's just, yeah, I'm just sitting here kind of in awe. Like what a neat thing to have done. Um, Charlotte, are you starting to see any change in the community from that campaign? Mm -hmm. Any, anything different or anything going on as a result of that? So I think um, that and and lots of other projects we've been doing have really had an impact uh, mostly on stigma and the willingness Mm. of kids to have these conversations openly. Uh, One of the other projects that we have done a lot with um, in the past year is with the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Mm -hmm. They have a program called uh, Gizmo's Possum Guide to Mental Health. Ooh, tell us more. And so Gizmo's uh, Guide to Mental Health is a it's a it's a book. And in the back of the book that describes to kids how to handle their um, sad, mad or worried feelings, along with how to identify and reach out to their trusted adults 
and identify some of their own personal, you know, coping skills. We take this book with American Foundation for Suicide Prevention and their volunteers, and we go into elementary schools, and we have older students read the book to anywhere between usually second to fourth grade students. And then following the reading of the book, we do a, um, a few different exercises, a breathing exercise, a mindfulness exercise, and a um, meditation exercise. And then work with the kids on their own mental health plan, which is in the back of the book. Oh, I love it. That's awesome. No, and the whole program only takes about an hour. Okay. Nice. Very nice. cool. And the fact that you're bringing the work into elementary schools, I mean, I don't think it's ever too early to start talking about this now. Exactly. So what we love is that, you know, we get to start this conversation early. We get to normalize the conversation from a very young age. And we started doing this in libraries before we moved it into the elementary schools. And, you know, I watched six and seven-year-olds look at each other and say, well, I have a therapist. Do you have a therapist? Oh, that's awesome. Wow. So, so those are my favorite. Those are my favorite stories. Yeah. So Charlotte, tell us tell us more about your your coalition and and how long has it been around? So SoRock has been around over twenty five years. Um, it started as a collaborative uh, grant application between the Sanborn and Timberlane School District. It evolved to become a drug free communities coalition. Okay. And we've been aged out of that program for about three years now. We graduated. Uh, I started with SORAC in 2009 um, as a parent volunteer. I had started a suicide prevention organization in my own community uh, under the name Safe Sanborn, which stood for Students and Families Empowered, and that was related to just the Sanborn School District. They brought me to the table for a larger conversation with SORAC, and I was hooked. Uh, (laughs) That's awesome. You know, somebody said to me, I want to bring you uh, to meet your people. And that's how I ended up on the steering committee. That's good. Uh, we had a blast. Um, you know, there were just so many opportunities to have an impact. And when the opportunity arose um, in about 2015 uh, to have a paid position with the coalition, I jumped at it. So uh, we serve uh, eight towns in southern Rockingham County. And uh, that's Atkinson, Danville, Fremont. Hampstead, Kingston, Newton, Plastown, Sandown. We have about eight elementary schools, four middle schools, and three high schools in that catchment. Okay. So we have a large group of people at the table. Um, You know, we have mental health agencies, all of our schools, uh, first responders, uh, various other uh, parent volunteers in the community, civic groups, et cetera. So it really is, and our public health networks, of course. Of course. Um, and it really is a collaborative effort and information sharing. And I tell people I'm a little bit of a switchboard operator. Mm-hmm. You're a good connector. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm wondering if, if anyone who's listening today, if they want to get involved with SoRock, what do they do? Oh, just find us on social media or on our website. Our website is SoRock New Hampshire. Oh, sorry. SoRockNH.org. Okay. And our social media is at SoRockNH. And all of our information is uh, right there. And reach out pretty easy, and I get right back to you. And I guess we can't stress enough how important it is to introduce this uh, very sensitive topic 
uh, to youngsters uh, perhaps as, as early as possible uh, because it is something that uh, impacts so many lives uh, in our society. So uh, perhaps, uh, you know, this is, this is a, you know, a, a, a tremendous, uh, you know, a coalition that, uh, that uh, you're affiliated with, Charlotte, and, uh, and, and teaching uh, youngsters, uh, you know, uh, perhaps if they have to uh, be forced to handle this situation in the future, uh, you know, and we certainly hope they don't, but if, if they do, uh, they are going to be a little bit uh, more prepared. And I think that unified message with all of us collaborating, um, true meaning of a coalition is that collaboration. Um, your next guest, uh, <clears throat> we collaborated with Connors Climb last year on an incredible um, climb above stigma project oh, that was cool. throughout our region. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have been a wonderful partner and getting suicide prevention into the schools. Uh, and we were able to reach, you know, elementary through high school and beyond across the lifespan, really, with that project. That's mm. incredible. I think yeah. one of the things I love the most about getting able, being able to do this show is just seeing that collaboration and how we're stronger together. You know, we've got so many great partners we work with at AHEC. And when we bring people together and then they make other connections and do new things, really this message of there is hope and that we can do this is really powerful. So thank you so much, Charlotte, for all the great work that you guys do. Thank you for having me and allowing me to share. Thank you, Charlotte. Appreciate it. It is our pleasure. Charlotte Scott from the So Rock Coalition joining us here on this uh, edition of Your Health, New Hampshire, and a very special edition of, of this program indeed, as September is Suicide Prevention Awareness Month, and that is our topic of the day on the program presented by Southern New Hampshire Area Health Education Center. This is a program that focuses on wellness and health education and right here on WKXL and around the world and around the clock at nhtalkradio.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to this edition of Your Health New Hampshire on WKXL nhtalkradio.com Ken Kale here along with uh, Jody Harper in studio the Associate Director of AHEC and Maria Reyes the Continuum of Care at Seacoast Public Health Your Health New Hampshire presented by Southern New Hampshire Area Health Education Center This is a program that focuses on wellness and health education and this is a, a very special program today this edition because we are focusing on Suicide Prevention Awareness Month, which is September. And we're going to talk uh, about an organization called Connors Climb. And uh, Maria, we'll let you uh, introduce our ladies on the line. Well, um, thank you so much for attending this today, Tara. Uh, it's been a long time since I've talked to you, and I'm so glad to, that you're here today. And I also like to thank uh, L- Lindsay Gilbert. Thank you both for coming. We're very, very excited about this program. And I remember Connor's Climb from a long time ago, um, since I've been with Public Health now going on 10 years. I can't even believe that. And uh, But we're very um, excited to hear um, some of the great things that uh, you guys have done and uh, with Connor's Climb. And we're very excited to hear more of uh, any, any new things going on. Um, 
and the opportunity for us to be able to share the information to our communities, that's been really important. And so we're very, very uh, excited to hear what you, ha- you both have to say. So you can take it away anytime. Yeah, thank you for having us. Um, and thank you for talking about uh, mental health and suicide prevention during September. It's, uh, it's a great opportunity for us to, you know, talk about suicide prevention and to reduce stigma. So we're excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Well, tell us a little bit more about how uh, Connor's Climb came about and uh, what it does. Yeah, so um, my son Connor was a freshman at Exeter High School in the fall of 2011, and um, he died by suicide unexpectedly. It was nothing that we were prepared for or had you know, any knowledge of warning signs or things like that. And it was, it was just a total shock to our family. And we decided, you know, from the beginning that we were going to talk about it because we wanted to make sure that no other family would go through something like this. So, you know, I, I made a connection with a friend of mine, John Troutline, who was a former Red Sox player, and he is in Atlanta, and he had lost his son, Will, right before Connor died uh, by suicide. And, you know, Connor was a Red Sox fan if he was anything. So it was kind of a, uh, a special connection to meet John. And I asked him what he was doing. And down in Georgia, he was hosting a 5K and providing the SOS signs of suicide program to schools down there free of charge. And I learned more about the suicide program and decided, you know, Exeter High School and the Cooperative Middle School should do it. So it really started out with trying to get the schools that Connor attended and that his friends attended to use the program. And as I learned more about the issue of suicide and youth suicide and the warning signs, and it just kind of grew organically to it wasn't just Exeter High School and the Cooperative Middle School in Stratum that needed this information. So, you know, starting around 2013, we had our own first 5K, and it has grown to uh, over 90 schools throughout the state that we provide the training for and the SOS program to them, Uh, over 30,000 students and well over 5,000 trusted adults that we train. We have a full-time trainer who goes around to different schools and trains individual schools and districts and works in the community, hosting community nights. She's got one in a couple of weeks in Hampton. Um, And it just, the more obvious the need became, the more we started to do. Um, And we also, you know, began working in 2013 trying to make sure that all schools would participate in suicide education, just the same as they do English or math or Mm -hmm. foreign language, something that kids need to know about just so they have the tools to thrive. And we worked on making that a a requirement, and it didn't happen back in 2013. But a couple of years ago, uh, in 2018, we were successful in uh, passing a very comprehensive law It requires schools and educators, uh, everyone from the custodians to the folks who drive the buses or uh, 
or in the cafeteria, and including the students, to give them the tools that they need to learn what to do if they or one of their friends are struggling. It's kind of like CPR, but for your brain is an easy way to think about it, you know? Yeah. So that's how, that's how we kind of got here. And a couple of weeks ago, Lindsay came on board as our ED and uh, is helping us continue to grow throughout the state. That's pretty incredible. And, and Tara, I just want to say thank you. I mean, when I heard those numbers just now, you were saying 30,000 youth that have been trained, 5,000 trusted adults. I mean, where we've talked a little bit in an earlier segment about breaking stigma and the fact that we just have to start talking about it. And you took what probably was the worst thing that ever happened in your life and said, we're going to make sure that it doesn't happen to others. And that just is really incredible. Absolutely. Uh, no, I I didn't know what else to do. And, yeah. and like you said, it's the worst thing that ever happened in my life. And if we can if we can prevent it, then I feel like we're obligated to do that. Yeah. And as you are well aware, uh, you know, uh, the, the people who uh, die by suicide come from all walks of life, mm-hmm. all economic classes, uh, you know, uh, veterans, uh, certainly uh, are susceptible. And, uh, but, you know, and, and as you well know, uh, you know, there are very few warning signs, but there, there may be some, but uh, hard to pick up on. How, how, do, you, uh, how do you express this to, uh, to children, you know, when they're, they're first exposed to what you're telling them uh, about suicide? What do you Im- try to impart to them? Well, what the SOS program that we provide to uh, New Hampshire schools does is it kind of, it tells them the warning signs, like you might be isolating, you might, you know, not be hanging out with your friends, you might be sad, you might have issues with not wanting to eat, Uh, you might, you know, talk about wanting to hurt yourself Mm -hmm. or not wanting to be Mm -hmm. there. So what the signs of suicide does is it, it's, gives kids a little vignette that might, it will, it will, you know, someone will present a sign and it's often uncomfortable and you don't know what to do. And then they'll, they'll have, they'll act it out and then they'll have a different vignette with what could you have done differently? Like say one of your friends says, Oh, I hate my life. I want to die. And you know, sometimes it might be a natural reaction to say, Something like, "Oh, you're going to be fine. You don't don't talk like that." Uh, and and reenacting it in a more positive way, it gives the students that are even the teachers the tools to say, "I acknowledge, care, and tell a trusted adult you act." So, you know, if your friend says something troubling or presents a warning sign, you acknowledge that and that they're going through that. Mm-hmm. You let them know that you care about them. And then you go together to tell a trusted adult who can then connect them and their families to resources and, you know, get them the, the help that they might need. No doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what a what a great program. And I think, you know, I, I'm old, but I'm not that old. And if this was around when I was in school, it just the fact that we're doing this now, you know, better late than never. And I'm so glad that we're able to get this word out. And I, I like that acronym, that ACT. You acknowledge the feelings because so much of the time we want to just happy it away and say, oh, it's fine. Don't worry about it. But it's true. 
And then the, what was it, acknowledge, care, show you're truly caring, and go to that trusted adult. That is something, an easy takeaway mm-hmm. for people to remember. I love that. Yeah, and you know, I, I'll admit that I am old. When I was young, we didn't talk about these things. You know, if someone died by suicide, you know, it was just an unexpected kind of something that happened. And I see when, when I talk to these kids, they're, they're changing the world. You know, they live in a much more difficult time than we grew up in or that I grew up in, you know, cell phones, social media, the power, the, the pressure mm-hmm. to be perfect and things like that. But when when we give them the power to talk about it, they're out there talking with their friends, asking how they're doing, making changes, talking at their schools about what they can, you know, what they can do to help their, their classmates. Um, I was in a, at an event a couple of months ago talking to a, a young lady who was graduating from Portsmouth High School, and we were talking about, you know, what do they do at your school and with our with our trainer, Sarah. And um, Sarah was like, well, I'd, I'd love to talk with someone at Portsmouth High School. And this young lady who's on her way to college was like, let me connect you with, she rattled off three people that Sarah should talk awesome. to. And it was just, she wants, they want to be part of the change, and they want to talk about things and i i have great hope for the future amazing that's right hope for the future absolutely and and there is that uh, thanks to people like you and uh tara and Lindsay, uh, can you stay with us for a moment absolutely all right uh, this is your health new hampshire and we're focusing today on suicide prevention awareness month which is september and we are presented by southern new hampshire area health education center This program focuses on wellness and health education right here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com, and we will be right back. We welcome you back to this segment and this edition of Your Health, New Hampshire, right here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com, and a very special edition of this program as we uh, talk about Suicide Prevention Awareness Month that we are in right now in this month of September. Our program is presented by Southern New Hampshire Area Health Education Center. This is a program that focuses on wellness and health education. With us in studio, we have Jody Harper, who is the Associate Director at AHEC, and Maria Reyes, the Continuum of Care at Seacoast Public Health, and uh, on the line, we have uh, Tara and Lindsay from Connors Climb. And uh, Jody, I'm going to turn it over to you. Yeah, so right before we had to leave for our last break, Tara and Lindsay, you guys were giving this great example of how kind of organically you're able to grow your reach into the schools and you got into Portsmouth High School. So I'm wondering, for those who are listening out there today and they want to get involved with you guys with Connors Climb Foundation, what do they do? People can reach out to us on our website, connorsclimb.org, um, and they will be emailing me to kind of connect us with community organizations, their school, after-school programs, sports programs, um, anywhere that we can get out and get the SOS training to people. Uh, we would be so happy to be connected. That's awesome. And then are you guys just in the seacoast or is this something like, say, if I'm in Concord here and, and I've got a group, do we reach out to you too? That's a great question. So we're all of New Hampshire. We'll cover all of New Hampshire. And we'll also expand outside of New Hampshire's borders as well to do some areas in Maine and Massachusetts and Vermont. And it's all free of charge. I should point that out as well. 
you know, it, it's no cost to organizations or schools. We, we just want to make sure that they have the tools that they need. That is very cool. Very good. Uh, I know uh, you, you mentioned in the previous segment that you connected with uh, John Troutwine, who was a, a former Red Sox relief pitcher, uh, to get your organization started. And uh, he has a, a, a program uh, called uh, the Will, uh, Will to Live uh, Foundation. But I understand that he was instrumental in uh, getting Connor's Climb going as well. He was. And, you know, I just happened to hear on spring training opening or opening day uh, of 2012, he was on the radio talking to the Red Sox about uh, suicide prevention and the work that he did. And I looked up his organization and I thought, this is awesome. Somebody's doing something really positive out of something really negative and really, you know, sad. And I wrote him a check. And I wrote him a note, and I said, this happened to my family as well, and um, what you're doing is great. And I am telling you, two days later, he called me, really? and wow. we, we formed this this kind of connection. And I think it has everything to do with, with Connor and his love mm-hmm. of the Red Sox. So he's a, he's a great inspiration and uh, was a great inspiration to us for what you can do to prevent suicide. Oh, that, uh, that is terrific, and uh, uh, we are very grateful to have people like you uh, in this state. Uh, do you know if there's anything similar to your organization anywhere else in, in the state of New Hampshire, or are you pretty unique? You know, there are so many good groups doing so many good things. Uh, there, there are the Floods out of Derry who do pizza stock, which is connecting kids to mental health resources through music. There's NAMI with their Connect program. There's, uh, you know, so many organizations doing so many great things. And we partner with some, AFST, for example, to hold uh, Stick It to Stigma hockey games with the UNH women and the UNH men and the SNU men and mm-hmm. Exeter High School. And it's just, that's an opportunity for uh, different organizations to come together and talk about mental health in an easy kind of we all love hockey kind of atmosphere. So there's a lot of good work going on in the state. That is very cool. And for those that aren't in the alphabet soup of nonprofits, the AFSP is the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Oh, yes. And then do you all have any other events or activities coming up? I hear there's something coming up later this month. Yeah, we have an annual 5K every year. So it's on Sunday the 24th of this month at the Seacoast School of Technology in Exeter, and it's a family-friendly event where people will come out and run or walk or, you know, uh, just be together and support each other around the issue of suicide and suicide prevention with different teams for loved ones they've lost. And it's just a great day to uh, do something positive, and it, it feels really good. So we'd invite everyone to come on down to Exeter and join us for the 5k and there's more information about that on our website awesome and we'll make sure the link to register is on the website for this show so so thank you there you go and again your website is connorsclimb.org very good well ladies uh, Tara and Lindsay we certainly appreciate uh, all that uh, you do 
and uh, thank you so much. And uh, it was it was uh, tremendous to have you with us today. Thank you. Thank you. All, all right. Take care. Thanks for all you do. And uh, we'll continue in studio with uh, Jody and uh, and Maria because uh, unfortunately we're kind of heading down the home stretch uh, in this program. So anything either of you would like to to add to the discussion before we have to wrap it up? Yeah, so I think, you know, we've talked a lot about mental health today, and sometimes it's like, oh, what's that connection between the classes that we're always talking about, our chronic conditions and our wellness and our mental health? And so really when your body is not well, your mind has trouble being well sometimes. And so we have these really great classes that we offer called Chronic Disease Self-Management, Chronic Pain Self-Management, and Walk With Ease. Since the weather or the research tells us that when we're moving our bodies, our ability to be well is really impacted. And so um, make sure that you sign up for our classes. We'll always have a link on the website for the upcoming chronic disease and chronic pain classes. And you can also start Walk With Ease today if you wanted. So you just go to the website startwalkwithease.org slash NHDHHS and you can sign up anytime. That's a great six-week class that gets you out walking, does some routines and helps with learning a little bit about arthritis and why walking can be so good for both our physical body and our emotional mental body. So um, this is weather. The weather is perfect. It's finally not 95 and humid. So we encourage everyone to, to check that out and get outside and go for a walk. Outstanding. That uh, that is great advice. Uh, do you find it, it seems that I've heard over the years uh, that uh, people who sustain uh, brain injuries are very susceptible to dying by suicide. Uh, I know I was talking with a gentleman the other day uh, on my show uh, that uh, knows of at least five members wow. of the 1986 New York Giants football team. Mm. that have committed suicide and all suffered many concussions uh, over the years. So I, I would imagine that is one uh, large source of, of those who die by suicide. Yeah, that's a, a very vulnerable population. And I have to admit, I don't know, Maria, if you have anything on that, but I don't I, have specific data. But um, folks like veterans, yes. folks with brain well, I, injury, yeah folks that have substance use disorder, there's some specific populations that really are at a different risk level for, for suicidal thoughts, ideation, yeah. and, and suicide attempts and deaths by suicide. Yes, we recently started working with veterans uh, about a month ago, <clears throat> excuse me, and um, I learned so much. Uh, Sam, uh, my coworker, and I have been just diving into it because, I, frankly, I didn't really know a lot about veterans. Um, just my uncle who was a veteran, and that's about it. But when I started delving into it, I saw so many things that were affecting people. They isolate, a lot of them were isolating. Um, there was the, you know, gun safety was another thing that was brought up to my attention. Mm -hmm. And, um, and but, but the other thing, the positive thing that I did see um, was the camaraderie that they had. Oh, yeah. And they stick together. And I, I was at one of those functions where I got to see how they, act, you know, acted yeah. amongst themselves. And um, it, there was a lot of laughing going on. And um, it was just amazing some of the things that I was learning about, their culture, really. And so it's one of the best projects I think I've had the pleasure of uh, working on. And so, um, and in September, I believe it's September 23rd, um, Family and Children's is going to host 
a huge uh, event. Um, and also, uh, my colleague, she was able to drop off uh, some uh, surveys so, so the veterans could fill out the surveys at the Pease Air Base. Um, mm-hmm. I think they were doing a big fly thing uh, mm-hmm. that day. Air show. Uh, air show, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, so we've, we're really looking forward to some of the events that are coming up. They're, they're fun, they're exciting, and they're a lively group to work with. So we're looking forward to, to those events coming up. Outstanding. And uh, we unfortunately have to wrap things up pretty quickly. But, uh, Jody, do you want to uh, talk about uh, Walk With Ease for a minute? Yeah. Yeah. Again, um, you know, our our ability to be well really does have an impact on our mental health. And so if you want to, you know, especially fall, we think about getting back into routines. So check out our website at AHEC for the um, upcoming classes for chronic disease, chronic pain, self-management, and head to startwalkwithease.org slash N-H-D-H-H-S to start walking anytime. Outstanding. Jody Harper, thank you for being with us today. Maria Reyes, you as well, for a great episode and a very informative, informative episode of Your Health New Hampshire, focusing today on Suicide Prevention Awareness Month which is this month of September. And Your Health New Hampshire, presented by Southern New Hampshire Area Health Education Center. The program focuses on wellness and health education. Right here on WKXL and nhtalkradio.com. Thanks for joining us.